0: Well, I had several questions as to who Lulabelle is. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to share <clears throat> what, uh, uh, an account early on in my life that you might find humorous, but I can assure you that when it happened, I didn't find it too humorous. But it taught me, uh, at least gave me a pause over the years to think about uh, the lesson I learned on that particular day. Our text is gonna be Matthew 5, 7. Jesus continues uh, his teaching of the, what we know as the Beatitudes. And this one is blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. When I was in high school, I did a, you know tried different jobs and everything, and uh, I had been around. Um, I had been around horses most a lot of my life and everything, but and 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 some cattle. Um, but I had an opportunity to go to work and work for several years on dairies and things, and so um, my first day on the job. Um, I went in and I was introduced to two that I would be working with, Frank and Shorty. Now Frank was from Kentucky and at that time he was at least in his mid 70s, um, and Shorty had his, uh, his family came in on the Oklahoma run, and he was sh- Shorty, um, and he was, uh, but they were both you know 70, 80 years old and just wise as wise as the earth. I had never been around dairy cattle Uh, and so I went in and I was anxious to, you know, do the best I could. So anyway, they said, well, we're we're going to start you off uh, and show you how to to milk. And I said, okay. And I was a little uh, apprehensive, Uh, yet they said, have you been around uh, cows before? And I said, well, I've been around, you know, steers, cattle and, you know, horses. They said, okay. I said, uh, we're going to bring in Lulabelle. She just had a calf, and <clears throat> she's one of our most gentle uh, out of a herd of about 150, and so uh, we want you to start off with Lulabelle. I said, okay. Now, given that I had been around cattle, and more particularly horses, I knew that how a horse kicks, they kick straight back. And so I just uh, thought, okay, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be careful. So they brought her in, and I got her in the stall, and, and um, you know, she was eating the feed. And um, I needed to move her a little bit, and I wasn't able to move her. And, uh, you know, being that she just had a calf, she, I'm sure she wasn't all that... Uh, didn't feel that well. Well, I didn't know that. So anyway, I tried to move her, and uh, she wouldn't move and everything. So I I had watched them, Shorty and Frank, when I first got there, I watched them grab the tail of of the cow, twist that tail, and then move them. But I thought, I am not going to stand behind her and grab that tail. I'm going to get off to the side. Little did I know that cows, they don't kick straight back they kick at an angle. So anyway, I grabbed that tail and I was standing off the side and I tried to move her and she just wouldn't budge and move her and finally I was, and I realized now I was a little bit rough with her. Rough enough to the point that I was getting ready to learn a lesson. And so I tried to move her and I finally just really moved her and, and about that time before I could do anything, she whacked me about three times in my legs and and I can remember hearing shorty say lord have mercy <laughs> and frank said ain't no mercy shown and ain't no mercy given <laughs> i realized later uh, that that is a true that is a true statement and so With that humorous part out, I'm going to get to this, which I think is a little more heady for us, uh, being merciful. When we think about being merciful, uh, sometimes we will go to uh, the worst extreme. How can I be merciful or how can I I forgive or have sympathy for someone that I disagree with? I don't have that answer that I can give you for me personally. So that's why I have to go to the scriptures to find out exactly how we as God's children are supposed to be merciful or why we should be merciful. Because what Jesus says here, he says there is a blessedness to being merciful and those who are merciful will receive mercy. Now, At the beginning of of the Sermon on the Mount, if you recall, um, if you recall, Jesus looked out and he saw the multitudes. And when he saw the multitudes, I contend or I feel that Jesus was always able to see, not just on the outside, but he's able to see on the inside, see the heart. And I think he was able to see the hearts of the multitude. And that led him to give that there is a blessedness for certain things. And in this particular one, he looked at the multitudes and he then turned to his disciples and he said, the blessedness, the blessedness are for the merciful because they'll receive mercy. Now, as I thought about this, I thought, well, I'd like to first of all, I'd like to first of all try to understand um, where this comes from. We've heard, you have, I have, I even thought, you know, we, when we think of God, when we think of God Almighty, uh, we're glad to say that he's merciful, but we're actually paying more attention to his vengeance or to his judgment, or at least I did. But the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, are, are full of the declaration that God is a merciful God. I'd like to share a few of those. First of all, the psalmist wrote, and he said, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. The scriptures also said, and well, Proverbs says, Do not forget my law, which is what the Lord says. Let your, let your heart keep my commands. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck and you will find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and in the sight of man. The scriptures tell us also that God himself said to the prophet, he said execute judgment, and justice, but show mercy and compassion everyone to his own brother. And this is confirmed By the Lord in his teaching on the Sermon on the Mount later when he says, and he was teaching the disciples on on what we know as the Lord's Prayer, we have that section that says, Lord, forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And then he says, because if we forgive men of their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you of yours. But... If you do not forgive, or we're going to say if you do not have mercy, sympathy, if you do not, neither will your Father forgive your offenses. So the scriptures tell us that that we are to be merciful and that God is merciful. Now, when we look at the word merciful, of course it comes from uh, the word mercy, but to be merciful is to be benevolent or it's to be... Uh, compassionate uh, if someone is compassionate uh, they are they are considered merciful lenient sometimes it's used sympathetic is always used within the framework of mercy when someone is merciful they can't be merciful without being sympathetic which then leads to forgiving and that's what the scriptures are saying because when god looks at us and he sees us he has compassion he understands and he's willing to be lenient and forgive and we would call that mercy now to be merciful one must have sympathy it's easy to say well I know we as Christians or as God's children we should be merciful but we need to understand where mercy where mercy comes from Mercy does not and never has come from a distance. It always has to take place in close proximity to what? To what we see or understand or what moves our heart, which means that, that to be merciful is to have sympathy, and sympathy never appears from a distance. The closer you get to something or someone or a hurt or something, that's when your heart begins to feel that empathy or that sympathy. And so, so when I was thinking about being merciful, I know first of all, as my account of Lulabelle states, I, don't, I didn't have, nor do I think I could ever have, the ability to be merciful based on my own merits or my own feelings because certain things just rub me the wrong way. And I sometimes don't forget things, and I want to hold things. So out of necessity, I have to look at the scriptures to find out how is it, and that would be the question I would ask the Lord, how is it that I can be merciful when I don't feel like being merciful? Well, then my mind took me to, to understanding that that if it's true, which I think it is, that to be merciful, there has to be sympathy involved in that. And that sympathy means that that's a close proximity. I then realized, well, that's exactly what God did through Jesus Christ. You see, God, our Heavenly Father, and I will refer to, to our Heavenly Father a lot this morning because I think that that's the pivot point of us as His children, understanding what mercifulness or being merciful is all about. When God saw mankind or saw us or He sees what He created and He sees like Jesus looked at the multitude, He looks into the heart as God says, man looks on the outside but I look at the heart. What he sees is not only should we be merciful, but we need mercy. We need that. And so we have this statement. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But to capture it more, I think John does when he said that, that the word, God, he became flesh and he came to dwell among us. All right. Now, that's that closeness that Jesus Christ did Jesus Christ the scriptures declare could have stayed in heaven could have kept the throne could have been equal to God there but instead he chose the scriptures say in Philippians to empty himself to leave he did not think it was something to be desired but he desired instead to come and to be close to us to see firsthand to understand and the scriptures actually <clears throat> are very very interesting in that in the literal sense he came and be, lived among us to be close to us so that he could understand and he would have sympathy and that sympathy comes into play for us even today the scriptures go ahead and say, when Jesus then he became the flesh, he came and he pitched his tent among us. Then it says, but as many as received them, he gave them the right to become children of God. Now that was the that was the answer to a question that I had. Well, wh- wh- exactly why did Christ come to us in the midst of everything that we have? Why was he willing to do that? Well, the first reason is. He wanted to give everyone, anyone and everyone, the opportunity to become a child of God. Not a child of our own desires, not a child of the world, but he wanted us to have the opportunity to become a child of God. In fact, the scriptures continually uh, support this by saying that this was not by man, it was not by blood, but it was by... God. God's will said that's what we need. Later in the scriptures, we find some very interesting uh, passages about why Christ came. He came so that, as the writer of Hebrews said in, in, in Hebrews 4, he came so that he could sympathize with our weaknesses. Well, why would anyone want to sympathize? Because it says, because he sympathizes, we should understand now that we can come boldly before the throne of grace that we may, we may obtain mercy and grace in our time of need. So when I was thinking about how, how to be merciful in the life that I live, I realize it cannot come from my heart, and it cannot come from my experience. It has to come from somewhere else, and that somewhere else is the example and the teachings of Jesus Christ. So when I look at blessed are the merciful, they shall receive mercy, my mind then goes to the Lord. But then it leaves me with this next question, which is, okay, blessedness. How is it blessed to be merciful? I mean, what exactly does that mean? And it became very apparent uh, to me that at some point in our lives, we all need to be shown mercy by someone, by others, but certainly by God. When I thought about that, my mind immediately went to one of the Psalms, David writing, in the throes of issues and problems. And what he says in Psalm 6, he says, Have mercy on me, O Lord. I am weak. O Lord, heal me. My bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, can help me. Oh, Lord, save me in your mercy. So at some point, we live long enough, all of us will need to have mercy from somewhere. I'm also thinking not only from God, but, but also just from ourselves. We feel the heaviness and the heartbreak of, of our lives or how we live or what's going on and things. But I'm reminded of the parable that Jesus told his disciples, and he said, you know, two men went up to a temple, and one was just very glad he wasn't like everyone else. Obviously, that man could not show mercy. But it was the other man that is so fascinating and interesting. Jesus says there was another man. He was a tax collector. Could have been Matthew. I like to think it was Zacchaeus. Uh, But there was a tax collector, and he would not even raise his eyes to heaven and he kept beating his chest and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you this, Jesus says, this man went down to his house justified or cleaned. So at some point in all of our lives, we, we are going to have to have, we need mercy. Jesus walking among us, sympathizes with us and he is willing to give us that mercy why because God our heavenly father is willing to show us mercy and because of that we then can become children of God but there's a caveat to that you see to receive mercy first of all, is a blessing in and of itself. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy or they shall receive mercy. But the other interesting thing about the mercifulness, why we should be that way, is because when you read throughout the scriptures, you find that being merciful is actually a standard that will appear in God's judgment. When God judges the world, mercy and being those who are merciful or not that will come into the equation as to how God views us the reason I say that is because Jesus gave a parable that illustrates this sympathy or this this mercifulness he was talking Matthew 18 and he gave this parable he said there was a king who wanted to settle his accounts of his servants Now there was a man who owed him, as it translates, about 10,000 bags of gold, and the man was brought to the king. Now the man was not able to pay, so the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this the servant fell on his knees before the king and said, be patient with me, have mercy on me. Please understand, he begged. The king, the scriptures say, took pity on him, had compassion on him, became lenient with him. Let's call that mercy. The king showed mercy and canceled the debt and let him go. When the man went out, he then found one of his fellow servants who owed him ten dollars. He grabbed him by the neck and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. But the fellow, the other servant, said, be patient with me or show me mercy. I can't pay right now. But the servant said, no, I will not. And he refused and he threw the man into prison until he could repay the debt. Now, there were other servants that saw what had taken place. The other servants knew that the one who owed a vast amount of money to the king had been forgiven, had been shown mercy. But when that man came out from visiting with the king, he then showed no mercy, and he threw another servant into the jail. So they went and told the king what had taken place. So the king called that servant back in. And he looked at him and he said, you wicked servant. He said, I canceled all of your debts. I showed you mercy. I was lenient with you. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And in anger, the king then handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he paid everything back. And then Jesus says, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive have mercy have sympathy on your brother or sister from your heart so i understand now or at least i'm getting as i was going through this a a clear understanding of of that mercy is going to be part of god's standard that when we stand before him the merciful will obtain mercy but those who are not merciful cannot obtain mercy but that still leaves kind of a a gap in my mind or it left a gap in my mind as to okay but but how do you do that you know how, how, how and I think the answer is again we go back to understanding who God is why Christ came And what that means to us. First of all, who God is. I'll tell you what God said about himself. I am the Lord, your God, he told the children of Israel. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, by showing mercy to thousands and to those who love me and keep my commandments. So from God's perspective, he is merciful and he shows mercy. But then we continue to read... Jesus, as he taught, again, in the Sermon on the Mount, another section, he says, we know it as the golden rule. And he says, because he's from God, you know, he came from the Lord, telling his heavenly father's lessons and teaching. He says, just as you want men to do to you, you do to them likewise. Therefore, be merciful as your father is also merciful. So uh, the question of how to be merciful, I I can't do it by myself. I find that I don't want to. I find that sometimes I'm just unable. uh, It's not there. But when I look at God and then I see that God was merciful to me by allowing Jesus Christ to come and walk with me or walk with us, he then began to sympathize with who we are, where we are, and what we've done. And so from the lessons of, uh, of Jesus, I realize that's how I can learn how to be merciful. Do as I do. Look as I look, walk as I walk, speak as I speak. Later it will be said when Jesus ascends into heaven. Later it will be said about us, God's children, you are now the body of Christ. You are his body here on this earth. We all, we are his hands, we are his feet, we are his eyes, and we are his mercy. So as God's children, I think, and I was thinking about this, that while I may not be able to... um, have mercy in and of myself, I need to remember that it is nonetheless a requirement to be one of God's children. And sometimes requirements, we aspire to them, and they're very difficult. But then I always, I go back to the teaching of the Lord where he said especially this, he said, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put to you for with the same measure that you use it will be measured back to you that was my lesson from lulabelle i had no mercy and she showed me no mercy it is even more so afatiori that with god we are his children and because our heavenly father because our Heavenly Father is merciful, he wants his children to be merciful. And so I come then to, okay, what then is the blessedness? The blessedness, as I finished my thoughts uh, in this study, the blessedness is this, that I come to know and I come to understand how important it is to reflect and honor My heavenly Father, he's merciful, therefore I must aspire to be merciful. How do I do that? I look to the one who was closest to me from him, and that's Jesus Christ. He's the one who shows mercy, and he can show me how to be mercy. And so I think that's why Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, they shall obtain mercy. And I think in that, that even though it may be something that's difficult for us, I think when we look to the Lord and understand why he came to us, to sympathize with us, to help us, then it becomes, I think, more understandable and easier to, to come to that point that if I need to be merciful, I can, because the Lord will help me understand how to do that. The blessing, as far as you and I are concerned, is this. And let me reword, I'll reword this, and I'm not going to take license on, on this particular beatitude. But let me read it this way. Blessed are God's children who are merciful just like their heavenly father, for they themselves will receive mercy from their heavenly father. So let us, as God's children, aspire to be like our Heavenly Father. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you preserve the words that we can read and ponder, that corrects us, as was prayed, Lord, guide us into the way that we should live, not just to please other people, but, Father, a way that pleases you. I pray, Lord, that we would understand that To please you, we must follow and understand the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. And we not only emulate, Lord, but we try to follow exactly what he says and does. I pray, Lord, that when we find those times that we should be merciful and don't know how, may we look to you and look to our Lord To show us how to have that compassion or that sympathy or that understanding just exactly like our Lord did. We know that the scriptures tell us that because he came and he sympathized with us, he lived the same lives that we did. Now he makes intercession for us and encourages us to come to him and come to the throne of mercy. I pray today, Lord, that you would enrich our hearts, strengthen us and guide us, give us clarity in all things, and I'll give you thanks for it in our Lord's name. Amen. Let's stand this morning as we come to a close. If you have desires in your heart, perhaps it's just that you need to follow the Lord more closely or you need to, you know... Pay more attention to what the Lord says rather than what we think in our own minds. Pray where you are. That's the wonderful thing about God. He hears our prayers even in the dark. But if you'd like to come into the altar, please do and pray. Pray in in your pew. But the main thing is for us each in our own ways to aspire to be like the Lord because it is only through mercy that we have even been offered the opportunity of the Lord. So as we sing, Brother A. 170. 170. We sing one verse unless someone would like to come this morning.